Hi everyone, welcome to Curious Conversations. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing digestion with Wade Lightheart. Wade is a three-time Canadian natural bodybuilding champion and one of the world's premier authorities on sports science at the University of New Brunswick. He's authored numerous books on health, nutrition, and exercise, which have sold in over 80 countries. Wade is sought out by athletes and high-performance-oriented individuals worldwide for his advice on how to optimize their health and fitness levels. Wade is the president and co-founder of BioOptimizers, a company with one mission, to help humans shift from a sick or unhealthy condition into a peak biologically optimized state where all of the body's functions operate in perfect harmony. Well, high five to that. <laughs> Hello, Wade. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Good. How are you today? Feeling fabulous, feeling blessed and uh, excited for the new decade. I guess we're in a new decade, right? Oh, it's not just a new year. It's also a new decade. And I feel like it's a decade. It's, I really feel like in the collective, it's a decade of change. I think there's a lot of shifts that are going to happen. And one of those areas is going to be health. Absolutely. And, um, and that's the, the field that we're in. And I love the work that you're doing. So really excited to talk with you today about digestion. I feel digestion is something most people don't fully understand um, in terms of what it is and the actual process and the importance of it. I think we, we focus very much on what we eat and getting all these nutritious foods, but then actually what happens to it when it's in the body uh, is, is imperative. And I know this you know, from lots of the things that I've read, but also from you, because I saw you, the reason we know each other is I saw you talking at the Upgraded Labs in LA, uh, a brilliant talk on digestion, which prompted me to ask you to speak with me. So, um, so yeah, I'd really love to um, start just by giving the audience uh, an understanding of the process of digestion, like a sort of step-by-step -step what actually happens for digestion. Yeah, happy to do that. So I think, and there's a big, a base, you know, I'm a formally trained nutritionist and, you know, I've read, I don't know, hundreds of books on nutrition and stuff and very little uh, information is actually focused on the mechanics and process of digestion in all of these information journals. Even if you talk to traditional medical doctors, uh, I'm shocked at they're frankly their 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 ignorance about how the digestive process works or how it's impeded uh -huh. here's some here's some why this is so important i want to get to this first mm -hmm. right now today um uh, 12 percent of the emergency hospital visits in the united states are gastrointestinal related issues so think how about many? that 12 percent of the emergency hospital visits there is, on any given day, there's 100 million people suffering from some sort of digestive condition. That's a, almost a third of the population on any given oh day. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I knew it was bad. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. If you look at how many people are, and about 25% of the population is on some form of prescription for digestive-related illnesses, and you, we go, well, why did that happen? How is this possible? What's going on? And the reality is, is our, our definition of food um, is frankly limited mm -hmm. and it needs to be upgraded dramatically because that definition um, kind of ushered in the development of monoculture farming 
uh, the, which required the use of nitrogen fertilizers, which depleted the protein content in all the plants. Yeah. It, and, and it forced you to diminish enzyme content because of minerally deficient soils. Uh, you know, we're just keep yeah. going through the soil things. I think now they say there's about 60 generations of, of crops before we can't get any kind of nutrients out of the food that we're eating. And why I believe supplementation is essential if you want to optimize health. And then on top of that, you've got herbicides, pesticides, fungicides that interact the digestive health product oh, and yeah. enzymatic activity. We'll talk about that. That's also on a lot of food. Even the USDA organics is there's 50 different chemicals that can be allowed on it. Then on top of that, wow. you've got preservatives, you've got dyes, and you've got uh, all, all these different agents which are now coming with the food that people are eating. And what that does is those, all those elements combined together compromise our ability to digest, absorb, and utilize the food reading. So digestion is basically the process of converting what it is you consume mm -hmm. into either energy units or into building blocks. Mm -hmm. And the other piece of that is you need to properly eliminate what you don't use. And so there's basically five stages to digestion. So it's important for people to recognize it's a single canal from your mouth to your bum. Yeah. And the reality is, is the food is in that tube. It's not inside your cells. No, it's it's not inside. Your it's inside, but it's actually external. It's Correct. Like a tunnel. It's not in your body. And this is a concept that people have to grasp because we just think, oh, I just eat it and, and it's automatically magically yeah, we converted. Don't think, but most people just don't even give it a thought. There's no. no. Yeah. So the reality is, is um, you start traditionally with your food, taste, touch, smell of yeah. the food. Now, it's interesting if you look uh, in, in Eastern culture, like in India, mm -hmm. that's a big part of the process oh, that yeah. you eat with your fingers and hands. Now, think about the most popular foods in America today. Almost all of them are finger foods. People eat their French fries, they eat their burgers, they eat their pizza, <laughs> they eat their nuts, they eat it with their fingers. And that's normal, as opposed to a proper fork and knife, you know, kind of. Uh -huh. dinner. So I thought that was kind of interesting just yeah. to note that. But we, when we smell the food, we taste the food, we touch the food, we that first thing, our body starts to have an actual reaction mm. to that. Yeah, well, even um, thinking so, about food, when I think about certain right. food, my mouth starts to water. Yeah, I just think of, you know, say <laughs> dill pickles to people and all of a sudden the salivary <laughs> yeah, yeah, starts yeah. to activate, even uh -huh. the thought, the, the thought of it. Yeah. Um, so that's the first, the, the initial part. As the food comes into the, the mouth, um, mastication or chewing it up is, is uh, an essential point. And most people gulp their food. They don't actually chew it thoroughly. Yes. And that, that helps break Some it people down. inhale it, literally. Yes. <laughs> I'm one of those people. And traditionally, if you're watching an, in front of a screen or a TV, the, the likelihood that you're consuming food in that way is pretty high. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think is really a challenge because we're actually in a different nervous system response on that first phase. Totally. Right? Yeah, so we're, we're not, not in a relaxed we're state. Not in the relaxed parasympathetic state. Exactly, and that affects uh, digestion and elimination yeah. right there off the back. So ideally, you would eat in conditions not looking at a screen, not watching stuff in a calm, centered state. That's yeah. why if you go to a nice restaurant, a lot of the thing is just based on ambiance. Yes. Right. Dark, tever, nice lighting. Uh, using red tablecloths or whatever, and all yeah. this. That is a big part. And people go, "Oh, why is the food so good?" Is actually because you're actually prepping the body. Yeah. To actually be in a state where you can absorb, assimilate, and utilize that food better. So the more care and attention that you put into your eating environment, the better the food tastes, the better you absorb it. Mm -hmm. So 
that first phase is chewing it and your body will release a little bit of um, pitalin, uh, which is a, usually an enzyme that starts to break up right in the salivary glands. And then the food will travel down the esophagus into the upper cardiac portion of the stomach. Mm -hmm. So in the first 30 to 60 minutes, what happens is the naturally enzymes present in the food are going to start breaking it down in the high temperature, uh, wet environment that they'll mm -hmm. find in there. Now, there is not a big bowl of hydrochloric acid sitting in your stomach at all times. It takes somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes for that to be released. So in that first stage, we're supposed to be getting the enzymes in the food. Now, here's mm -hmm. one of the challenges. Humans are the only species on the planet that cooks their food. Anytime you heat food past 114 degrees, you destroy all the enzymes. So when I talked about the food definition is enzymes are the difference between the living and the dead. The difference mm -hmm. between stones, plants, and people is enzymatic activity. Yeah. Um, with any species, so if I'm a tiger and I'm hungry and I go out and you know I, I knock down a zebra that day, I'm going to kill the zebra, I'm going to open up its entrails where the enzymes and probiotics yes. are, I'm yeah. going to consume that, and then I'm going to eat the carcass. Mm -hmm. If I'm a horse or a cow, I'm going to find the, the, the most nutrient-rich sprouts which is very, very high enzymes. Yes. And also I'm going to get the microbes on that food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're smart, those animals, aren't they? <laughs> Correct. So this is, the, this is how we were naturally mm -hmm. determined to get our food. However, now there are advantages to cooking and preserving food, obviously. Yeah, some people do better on cooked food and there's, there's a whole you know, other and story. I, I could actually that, get into that. I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll stick with the digestive <laughs> yeah. uh, process. So generally you're eating enzymatically deficient food. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we're either cooking it or it's been irradiated or it's been yeah. pasteurized or whatever, which eliminated all the enzymes. So it increases shelf life. Yeah. So what happens is our body actually has to produce its own enzymes in order to break down that food. Now mm -hmm. humans um, relative to body weight have a pancreas that's about four times larger than any other species per body weight. Uh -huh. And if you eat and if you feed any other species cooked food, guess what? That pancreas starts to grow. That's one of the areas where you start to release and uh, distribute mm -hmm. your enzymes. So anyways, that's challenge number one that happens. Then on that next stage is the hydrochloric acid comes in. What that does is it changes the pH of that environment, making it more acidic. Now there's two purposes to that. Purpose number one is it disinfects against bacteria and viruses and parasites and other pathogens that may have entered into the body through food. High levels of hydrochloric acid are very important to maintain your immune system. It's the mm. primary defense in your yes. immune system that you don't get these agents. And of course, what's interesting, if you're not producing enough hydrochloric acid, people get acid reflux and heartburn. I know this was me. Wait, this was me for years. I was taking these antacids. Um, I mean, I was in the UK, so you have different brands and stuff, but it's the same thing. It's like these antacid tablets, which my doctor told me to take because I kept getting heartburn and acid reflux. And then when I discovered fun and I suffered for years. And when I discovered functional medicine, it was actually Chris Cresser. I learned this from, um, I realized that actually I didn't have enough acid and when I started taking HCL, within days, my symptoms stopped. And I'd been suffering for years. And this is something that hardly anybody 
understands and i guess this is why people are on so much medication for this stuff right exactly and if you look at the literature for people who are on proton pumps oh the, it's the so pharmaceutical bad. agencies talk about this that they're only supposed to be on those for four to six weeks this is a temporary measure yes. and i meet all kinds of people for years and what that sets them up is for all sorts of intestinal infections yes. Uh, viruses, parasites, bacteria agents, they can get sick a lot. So that's yeah, it's very damaging the to the gut, right? It really is. And so that hydrochloric acid, it, what, and how the mechanism is, if you don't, when you hit a certain level of hydrochloric acid, what happens is there's a flap on the top of your stomach called the esophageal mm -hmm. sphincter. That stays open and some of that acid will splash up. That's how you know you don't have enough. When your acid yes. levels are high enough, what happens is that flap closes and it yeah. locks that site. So if you're suffering from acid reflux and heartburn, my suggestion is it's probably low hydrochloric acid. The average person by the time they hit 40 has less than 30% of the enzymes and less than 30% of the hydrochloric acid production. Yes, it reduces right with age. And I know this because my, my mother um, started suffering with um, real like issues with her not only having um, heartburn, but also with her digestion. She, she would say to me, I'm not able to digest food very well anymore. Like I get tummy ache and I have all mm -hmm. these problems. And, and I said to her, no, I think you, I think it's to do with your, your HCL and your, and your enzymes. And again, she started taking the supplements and, and she was then able to um, deal with the food in the way that she used to. Yeah. It's really amazing. And I've seen so many people that's made a shift. The second, uh, the second component of, hydrochloric acid is it's designed to also change the pH. And so you'll have different enzymes that'll become deactivated and others that will become activated in the various pHs. So for example, particularly in your proteases, there's three main um, proteases when you look at formulations is you're looking at uh, protease 3.0, 4.5, and 6.0, which are relative to the pH range. Now they, they have a band you know, that runs up to say from seven right down to two. Uh, yeah. where they're and for listeners, could you, tell, could you just explain what proteases yes. are? Yeah, proteases are the enzymes that break down protein. Amylase are the enzymes that break down carbohydrates. Lipase are the enzymes that break down fats. Mm -hmm. And cellulase is the uh, enzyme that breaks down fiber. Uh -huh. So those are the, what I call the four horsemen, yeah. if you will. Those yeah, are the I like that. And everything's, they are derivatives of those and there's variances of those. And so, but with proteases, those three are the most important ones mm -hmm. and are pretty much devoid of most enzyme formulations. They just put one set of cheap proteases, and so all proteases aren't equal. So mm -hmm. that's stage two now or stage three, I should say. Now, what happens afterwards, uh, once that chime is mixed up and you got your you know, peristaltic contractions, mm -hmm. your body will release what's called bicarbonate buffers, which is a fancy name for alkaline minerals, which will buffer the acids as that food chime comes out into the intestinal tract. Now, if you are mineral deficient uh, ex excessively, and a lot of people are, especially as they old, this is, mm -hmm. or, or stressed a lot, mm -hmm. what happens this is where you'll get uh, duodenal ulcers and these types of things. You get that acid going into an area where it's not designed. In the stomach, it's safe because the lining can protect you from this powerful hydrochloric acid. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I forgot to mention, hydration is a key component to producing hydrochloric acid. Most people are chronically dehydrated. That's another uh -huh. reason why they don't produce stressed. So and it's stress. all the things working against them. Yeah. Correct. So if that, so if you if you if you don't have enough minerals in the body, you'll get these kind of spillovers and that's where you can get ulcers um ideally most people are, are okay there and as it goes into the intestinal tract um, and it's been buffered 
this is where the bacteria are going to work on it. So, so you have, and we have a symbiotic relationship with bacteria in our body. Most people learn that bacteria is bad. You want to kill all of them. But the reality is, is we have anywhere between 200 and 500 different strains of bacteria in our guts at any given oh, moment. Yeah. And I always say 10% are good, 10% are uh, bad, and 80% are opportunists. <laughs> depending on your diet, depending on your lifestyle, they'll, they'll have different interactions. And they, there's what they call colonies of these. Now, here's the thing. These probiotics are essential to taking that broken down food and either converting it into energy or converting it into building blocks and getting it so it can cross the intestinal barrier into your system. Mm -hmm. So you hear a lot of talk today about the microbiome and the microbiome oh, yes. is, is the totality of these bacteria, mm -hmm. your diet, your lifestyle, traveling, getting subjected to different bacteria. All of that are going to be constantly changing. So your microbiome is very dynamic. This is changing all the time. And for people who have uh, chronic conditions of constipation or gas and bloating and these mm -hmm. things, oftentimes there's a disbalance with the ratios of these various bacteria. Definitely. Yeah. It's often called dysbiosis. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the So they either have dysbiosis or leaky gut or both. It's, Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so what happens is, is, is as a health regimen to optimize digestion is you want to make sure that you bring balance back to your microbiome, that you have enough good bacteria and not too many bad bacteria. And that allows you to uh, not only assimilate your food properly, but it also is another factor of boosting your immune system. And then finally, that contributes to the last stage of digestion, which is peristaltic contraction, where you go to elimination. And that's a proper elimination. Now, of course, we sit a lot in chairs, yes, uh, which can uh, interrupt the electrical flow uh, mm -hmm. to contract those muscles. Again, being in that parasympathetic condition where you're overly stressed and constricted can also do that. For women, that's a very common thing because oftentimes there's a... Um, I would say a lot of social pressure about women, especially going to the bathroom and stuff like that as they're young and they tend to hold it in too much and all mm -hmm. this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're generally more susceptible to those type of conditions. Um, but it happens to anybody. And of course, uh, constipation is anybody that's ever had experiences, maybe traveling. Yes. It's very, very uncomfortable and uh -huh. also extremely dangerous for people's health long-term. Because what happens is if you're not breaking down your food in this proper areas, the bad bacteria will particularly focus on sugars and undigested proteins. Mm -hmm. And what they produce is a variety of chemicals. And this can cause things like depression. It can cause uncontrollable overeating, breakouts on the skin, um, all sorts of conditions. Brain fog. If you wake up with brain fog in the morning, bad yeah. breath in the morning, yeah. get things going. Chances are you are having undigested proteins that are being consumed and creating these neurotoxins. Or a lot of people who are suffering from depression or anxiety or stuff will find that when they correct their digestion, it goes away because the oh, problem yeah. is they're not able to make the polypeptide change to turn on their neurochemistry. So Totally. And in the gut, we produce so many of those, you know, the most of our serotonin is produced in the gut. Like there's so many different things that, that happen there as well. And I know from my own personal experience, I used to suffer with um, uh, depression, but also like a lot of anxiety. I used to just feel on edge and um, like there was just this feeling of impending doom. And when I, it was actually when I, I improved my diet, but I also improved my digestion. 
those symptoms started to dramatically improve. And even I have clients now who, when they start to, to do this and heal their gut, they find that their mood completely changes. It's, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. We had a gentleman, uh, he was in his mid seventies, suffered from depression for over 30 years, was on medication. Uh, we cleaned up his, his gut and literally in a couple months, he got off all his medication. Now, I'm not saying that we're not su suggesting that's what's going to happen for people, but he got off all his medication. In fact, started feeling so good. He started another business, got in a relationship in his, in yeah. his 70s, which is like it, his whole life transformed simply because his, he was able to assimilate the food that he was eating. And also he noticed he started to lose weight because he wasn't craving a lot of the foods that he used to eat for. So that's another thing. If you're craving a lot of foods, generally it's not you that has the craving. It's the bacteria are hooked into yes. your nervous system and they're demanding the, I know, the yeah. bad sugar or the trans yeah. fatty acids I, or the bad protein. I kind of, I kind of liken it to a, um, to a zoo. It's like the bacteria are the animals in the zoo and it's like they, they, you know, they're like wanting to be fed, you know, and they're kind of screaming out for, for food and it's not. And I think that's why a lot of people really struggle with, with cravings and they try to, 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 to just use willpower and actually, it's often a biological cause that you can address, as you just explained. Yeah, I, I always take whatever going on, going on in anybody's life as neutral. It's just feedback. And there are mechanisms that are going in the body that can be corrected, change that. So I think that's an important thing for people to recognize is if you're having those type of issues, if you're having constipation or you're having a depression or you're having uh, food cravings, or you're bloated and gassy, or your skin's breaking out. This is actually a perfect response to the conditions both inside and externally to your body. And those, when you change those conditions externally, internally, you can correct those conditions because the body always wants to default back to super health. Of course. It's a natural mechanism. It's yeah. over you know, millions and millions, billions of years to get here. And so all we need to do is to manipulate those conditions externally and internally so that we can get back to letting our body produce the natural health it's designed and it literally wants to be it. Totally. I mean, it's, it's interesting that a, a lot of people these days, I think we, we've come to accept, almost accept that the symptoms that are so common are just normal. And I always say it's not normal or natural. It's just common. Uh, and there's a difference. And, and so it's really all about trying to get us back to our natural functioning in our, our natural state which is challenging in this modern world because most people as you say they are sitting a lot um or eating on the run not chewing not relaxed uh, feeling stressed out which is depleting you know creating issues with the um, minerals and there's so many things that it and it's all to do with our modern lifestyles and the food system and and all facets of, of modern life yeah, it's a, it's a, it's remarkable conditions, but it's, it is changeable. And that's why I think we're getting so much traction with our company is, you know, I had my own digestive health issue after I competed at the Mr. Universe contest. I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks. Whoa. I, I completely that's a lot in 11 messed weeks. up my, yeah, I had completely messed up my digestion following a high performance diet. And I was keep in mind, I had the best coach in the world. I had a Spartan like discipline. I thought I was doing everything right, but I didn't understand the, 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 the roles between enzymes and probiotics and hydrochloric acid. And that's what started me on my journey. And we ended up starting a company on it 
because it was so uh, important to me and transformed my life. And then that's carried on and we've helped literally tens of thousands of people. So you don't know what your crisis could actually cause. It may be the, an opportunity that you, you can't imagine. So I encourage that people are there suffering. Yeah, but, absolutely. Hey. Absolutely. And I find it's often, the, it's, it seems to always be the case with people that are doing the work that we, we do. It's, it always comes from a personal experience and and we can then you know use that to to help other people and uh yeah it's it's that's how we change the world right absolutely 100 percent. yeah awesome and so in terms of the what are some of the practical actions that listeners can take to really optimize their digestion and then get all of these amazing benefits that we've we've talked about yeah fantastic question so the biggest thing that people can do, number one, is if you can create an eating environment where you just turn the phones off and eat that way, start. The yes. second thing is um, I suggest, especially of compromised digestion, adding some enzymes before you eat, hydrochloric acid after, and probiotics. I like probiotics before bed. So those okay. three things. So the timings then, so the enzymes when you eat, so just before, just as you're about to start eating. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I, why I, the HC, why the HCL after? Yes. So again, you take the HCL after because you want that 30 to 60 minutes of pre-digestion before the hydrochloric acid comes in. Right. So you're okay. working in alignment with your body's natural action. Now, I do know people, a lot of people say, I don't worry about it. I'm just going to take the enzymes, the hydrochloric acid and the, and the probiotics all in once. And they're fine. And that's, okay. and, and that's simpler easy. In fact, we have little containers that we have for our company so that people can just kind of carry around the container Great. And, and, you know, they have all of it. They just put it in their pocket and, and away they go and they're off to the races, so to speak. And that's, and that's great. Uh, it's a, it's a wonderful way to kind of address digestive issues simply. Uh, yes. but of course, some people just want to go all in and I'm an all yeah. in guy. So I want to, yeah. give, I want to give it off to my life. Let me just, I thought I had a container here I could show people. And you can use a Altoids container or something like that. And it's, it's really easy. It, awesome. It's really easy. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And look, at the end of the day, I think it's it, the more that we can mimic our natural, um, our natural process and the timings, the better. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to have your, your supplements with you and you're eating, it's very easy to take one as you start eating and one when you finish. It's, exactly. it's not that difficult. <laughs> It's not that difficult and the benefits uh, so outweigh as, as you were illustrating earlier, you've, you've kind of experienced what that's like and yes. it's remarkable. And the other thing is it's also going to increase the value you get out of any nutritional supplements you're eating or any food that you're eating. You're actually going to absorb and utilize the food that you're eating. So over the long term, by optimizing your digestion with enzymes, probiotics and hydrochloric acid, what happens is you actually reduce how many supplements that you need in your life. Most people over a period of time will actually reduce the amount of food they eat. They find that they get uh, filled up. You don't have the bloating and gas, that food sitting in your yeah. stomach like a rock. And then usually over a period of time, uh, you know, their relationship with the bathroom is, is much better. So they, yes. they, they find a much smoother elimination process. And, so I, and we've documented this now. We've been doing this for 15 years. So we've literally tens and thousands of people. We've got all this feedback for people who are really compromised. Um, usually you'll start to notice a difference immediately with just how you feel about bloated. 
Mm-hmm. But then sometimes there's changes in the first couple weeks, like we might have some skin breakouts or, or some mild headaches at some time as you start to detox. That mm-hmm. usually fixes in a couple weeks. After a month, people start to notice uh, there's smoother elimination. Skin starts to feel better. Oftentimes, they, they notice their concentration levels increase. Yep. Second month, typically what happens, uh, a reduction of sleep energy levels are higher and then food cravings go. And usually by the third month, people are like, okay, I actually feel amazing. Yes. And uh, joint pain starts to diminish for a lot of people. Skin starts to get that radiant glow look. You wake up in the morning, you don't need a coffee to get your brain clear. Um, and yeah. typically um, body fat levels start to diminish and uh, concentration levels continue to improve. And so yeah, it's, it's wow. so common because this is what people don't realize is we were naturally supposed to get these things in our diet. When we, we pick a carrot out of the ground, it had its enzymes in it. It had the microbe, the microbes on it that went with that. Or when we ate other types of food, they were all designed that way. But with modern food production and distribution, that's all changed. And I'm not saying that's bad, but we have to recognize the world we live in is different than our ancestors before. Absolutely. That's why we need these things. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's an amazing list of benefits that you just reeled off as well. It's, and, and of course, you know, there are, as you know, you know, there are potentially many different reasons why we, you know, we lack energy or why we don't feel good or, or whatever, but I definitely um, believe and, and we've heard, you know, how digestion is imperative as a, as a part of that um of that process and um yeah it's it's amazing and look i can vouch for it myself because i i said to you i've started taking your hcl and digestive enzymes i I was taking some enzymes before but then i had a break because i was living in bali and i couldn't get hold of supplement the supplements that i needed and so after meeting you previously i started taking your supplements and within even just within a few days, I noticed a dramatic difference. Um, you know, my digestion was, had gone from being a bit hit and miss to being literally perfect. And that was only within like a week. Yeah, and um, it's, it's just, it's such a simple, easy thing that people can do. So now, again, I, you know, I try when I eat to be calm i actually have a thing i call the abc of eating so it's attention so being very mindful and having you know dedicating the attention and and really appreciating the food breathing so that i'm relaxed and chewing because wow that's great most people don't chew right so even just before we start you know before it all sort of gets into our stomach we can do these things which are, are beneficial and i guess going back to what you were saying about the food um local seasonal and organic i guess is you know it's okay it still sometimes has some chemicals and things in but if wherever we wherever possible you know it that's going to be much more beneficial than eating a mcdonald's correct because even with digestive enzymes you're not getting that much greatness from a mcdonald's really (laughs) you're not going to get a lot of nutrients that's going to uh, power you up for another great day no no it's not it's not the ideal anti-inflammatory diet so um so yeah and then um with probiotics um as well i know you guys do a probiotic i actually i'm not taking probiotics at the moment um but i know you do one that has very good reviews so um yeah yeah, we, we we actually developed a super probiotic 
Mm. And um, basically, you've, everybody's heard of the bad bacteria that are proliferating hospitals. Mm. So right now, surgery, if you're having surgery or in a hospital, uh, infection is one of the biggest challenges because they have these um, antibiotic resistant strains. They've been subjected to 60 years of antibiotics, 70 years mm. of antibiotics. And so there's these strains that don't respond to antibiotics anymore. And if they get inside you, they can be a real problem. Now, we took that principle by subjecting bacteria to a harsh condition that we could actually manipulate them, engineer them, if you will, to become super bacteria. So we put uh, a very robust strain of L. plantarum mm -hmm. in a toxic soup and we ran a sine wave through the toxic soup in order to let these survive. And then we took the survivors and then we grow them on specific mediums to allow them to grow and proliferate. And they have, uh, and we are able to get a patent for that. And that patent, uh, demonstrates that the, those probiotics are, are proteolytic. That means they actually break down protein, which is good because you can starve out the bad guys. Mm -hmm. They're also, they're antiviral, antiretroviral. Um, they digest all sorts of conditions and yeah. they're maintainable in the gastrointestinal tract. That's yeah. a big factor because um, a lot of probiotics aren't maintainable in the gastrointestinal tract. A lot tract. of them. I read, a them. I read a study recently that said like something like 90% of the ones that you buy like off the shelf, which most Correct. people are taking, are kind of a bit pointless. They're not, they're not great. They don't really add that much benefit. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, as consumers, and they have to be aware of this, is I always say there's probably 5% of the companies out there that are really doing great work and producing mm -hmm. products that actually work. Mm -hmm. And then there's 95%, which are what I call fad driven economic. Yes. So they'll take, they'll get on a trend or what's happening. They'll produce the lowest cost product with, you know, dubious mm -hmm. source materials and, and some hot marketing around it, but they're working on margins, not on, uh, effectiveness yes. and they'll run that company for two, three, four years, however long the trend runs, they close it down, they start another one and they, they continue that trend. And that's, yes, I've heard that's many the dark side of this. The, that's yeah. the dark side of our supplement industry. And it's, it's important to be mindful, to find brands that are trusted, uh, that work and then have great guarantees. Um, one of the things that we do that's different than a lot of companies, if somebody tries our product um, and it doesn't work for them, they don't feel a difference. We just give them their money back. I don't feel I've earned the, that, that money yeah. unless we've made a difference. And uh, we have, I think, lowest refund rates in the industry uh, awesome. that I'm aware of. And, <laughs> and, and it's largely because of that. The other thing we do is we also, if someone tries one of our products, they call our agent and said that's not quite working for them. We'll find out, well, what was the product they really needed? And we'll yes. actually send them a bottle of that yeah. and see if that works for free. Yeah. And if it works out, then great. And if it, if it doesn't, they still get all their money back. And you, nine times out of 10, uh, it... Uh, yeah, well, that's what I call great customer service. And, and I love that. And, um, and you know, I, as I said, I've tried the products. I think they're great. And I know other people that, that use them. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for the work that you do. Um, because it really does change lives. It, it, it impacts, you know, people. There's so many people walking around just feeling suboptimal and they have no idea why, and digestion is most definitely part of that. Um, and for different people, it will, be, it will be a huge part. For others, it will be a smaller part, but it's always a part. And so I really thank you for, for chatting with me today and, and just shedding some light. It's been fascinating, and I will um, put all the details of, of your company and the products that we've talked about in the show notes so that people can 
yeah, check you out. And I encourage all of you listening to, to do that and to take steps to optimize your digestion because it really can have a dramatic impact on your life and the experience of life that you are having. So yeah, thank you oh, so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be here and I'm so happy that you're sharing this information and uh, yeah. So uh, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you.